0: Okay, so guys, I think um, 2019 is going to be the year of mom mode. And I came up with this while sitting on my washing machine last night. And I finished a full bottle of white wine for no apparent reason while playing board games with my friends. And I thought, this is going to be the year of Michael Bublé. <laughs>
1: we're going we're going mom mode, everyone.
0: <laughs> with
2: washing machine on?
0: <laughs> oh, obviously. Okay, good. Just making sure. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> my washing machine, risk, I call him my husband.
3: <laughs> hey. Just sitting on top of a washing machine. I replace all my
0: chairs with washing <laughs>
3: just sitting on top of a washing machine that's not on like I don't understand what people mean about like why is it good (laughs) if anything it's hard and this is way this is way
1: less pleasurable than they said (laughs) no that's what we're doing this is the new this is the new credo 2018 beast mode 2018 it's it's being feral and savage whatever beast mode 2018 we're leaving it there 2019 end of no p January it's mom mode
3: everybody a
4: credo that we have adopted
1: from
3: the brave moms of the
1: US military (laughs) Hello and welcome back to your free episode of TF for the Week. Uh, I am, as ever, Riley. I'm joined in studio by Milo. It's me. Hello. Good morning. Olga.
0: It's me, at rock and roll.
1: Producer Nate. Hello. Me again. A very cool baby. (laughs) and uh rob delaney star of staging screen how are you doing rob
2: i'm doing all right thank you And yes i did bring uh, a five-month-old baby with me today and you may hear it uh during (laughs) during the recording and uh i hope you're i hope you're into that because uh there's not much i can do about it
1: we 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 ask our guests always to to bring a five-month-old and very rarely have they george
3: eaton always does yeah don't said, worry, anyone listening. If you're missing your five-month-old baby, Rob will bring it back.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't Malala brought a baby when she was on? Didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't her. She was no. just a, she <laughs> just brought some baby. Well, it's like it's that's like, why she didn't talk. It's like <laughs> we've got a. Um,
1: it's like it's like a, if you go to like certain fancy clubs on Palm Mall, it's like mm-hmm. look, like, you gentlemen need a jacket and tie. A jacket yeah. and tie will be provided for you if you haven't brought one. Yeah. And so you know, it's just you can come in and you know you can you can borrow. Anyway. Um, so we have a, a, we have a set of, uh, of, of fun health and education things to talk about today uh, as we are touring some of the fun ways that uh, Silicon Valley and the Tories are trying to remake our society in their image.
2: I'm glad I'm here for the health and education episode because those are like I'm like a not quite a single issue voter, but more like a double issue voter. And they are health and education. Like when a candidate declares they're going to run, I go to the health and education part of their website. Then I scan the other stuff. Then I go back to health and education and then Mm. I pull the trigger as it were. Oh, absolutely. Double-barreled voting. Double-barreled voting. Just yep. chick ch- on the ballot. That is, some Trump <laughs> voter has
3: spoiled their ballot that way. Oh, I'm sure shoot that vote through the Trump square. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> actually a
5: thing with the Brazilian election that they, they were declaring their, their fealty to, to Jair Bolsonaro by pushing the voting button in the booth with a gun. Like, uh, there were lots wow. of photos all over
4: Instagram of that.
1: <laughs> oh, It's so cool how we live in a completely literal world now. When you <laughs> vote for Jair Bolsonaro, you get jumped in.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, it is my it is my honor, uh, it, Mr. President Bolsonaro, that you have kicked me in the nuts as I have voted for you. Truly, I have experienced <laughs> I've experienced the heights that a Brazilian reactionary
2: can experience. I was just in Massachusetts for Christmas, and I was driving on the highway, and I saw a big bolt, like a not a bumper sticker, but a guy had fully customized, like I think he made his own stickers for Bolsonaro on the back of his truck. It was just all Bolsonaro. In Massachusetts, in Massachusetts, which, mm. if you're just yeah. tuning in, is not in Brazil.
4: <laughs>
1: it's a remote, outlying Brazilian territory. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. This podcast counts as me commissioning Jeff Stein at Vox. Can you please write an article about Bolsonaro as Democratic 2020 frontrunner? Um, all right. So um, this is uh, from an article in the New York Times by Andrew Ross Sorkin. And we're starting with education. Uh, student debt reached a new height last year uh, in the U.S., a whopping $1.5 trillion. Now, Silicon Valley is backing a novel idea that proposes to rewrite the economics of getting an education, the Lambda School. Note for British listeners, this isn't the art school. This is a different thing. Started by two Mormon sociopaths in their late 20s. Now... It would of course be deeply impractical and like, you know, com- a totally obvious solution to just like make university free and cancel all st- student debt. That's old-timey thinking. We're in the world of thinking too now. So, anyone going to have any guesses as to what the thinking two idea is to um, solve the student debt crisis? Well, I throw it to the floor. It's
0: a very American solution to make something sound fancy by just putting an ancient Greek letter into it. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And so this is this is this is any guesses as to what this is?
5: Is it like a future earnings thing?
4: Yes. I did, I'm not saying because I read the notes. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> it, okay,
5: That's it is. proof that I didn't read the notes carefully. Because it only, it
1: only works if you get it wrong. Yes, it is a future earnings thing. Um, where instead of charging students tuition, which often requires them to take out like you know, massive loans, uh, students enter into what has been called an income sharing agreement or ISA. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Rob's eyes are widening. <laughs> Where they go to school for free, but then are required to pay back a percentage of their salary after graduation once they get a job.
2: Can I say one thing I, I didn't like about you know the, the earlier um, indentured servitude things is often there was a term of like seven years and stuff. Did they do away. With, can they can you pay for longer with ISA? I think with ISA
1: you can pay for as long as you want. Oh, it's that okay. level of flexibility. Uh, so then I'm on board. Oh wow! <laughs> you know it's well, that's the thing. Anytime you hear someone talking about how Uber is great because it gives drivers flexibility or whatever, it's like you no, know, it gives drivers the flexibility to get relentlessly fucked with by Uber.
3: <laughs> i mean that's a kind of flexibility (laughs) the baby's pissed (laughs) (laughs) he's he's been doing a late night shift
1: (laughs) um so basically so that's what this this that's this this school's new idea is don't pay for education now just become an indentured servant
3: That's good. Become a serf. I love. I love techno feudalism.
4: It's great. It's like
3: you, you go to a university to learn how to become a sharecropper. Like you're like you like, Yeah, I learn all the business stuff. Like tithes. I, I know all that shit. <laughs>
1: So a new round of funding of thirty million from uh, Y Combinator, Ashton Kutcher from punk Oh yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, are you
2: detail. serious? Yes. Oh, can I say something about him? Just as this yeah. is will mm-hmm. be my value add the um, so I, um, to the episode. So I, oh, talk, speak yeah. into the microphone. <laughs> put my <laughs> mouth near the microphone. Yes. <laughs> hey, I've never used a microphone before. <laughs> sure, thank you. Um, uh, so. I went I was one of the first people to ever be uh picked up by an Uber because on the first night that they went live I got invited to the thing. I remember the only other person that I recognized there was the comedian Chelsea Peretti and everybody else was all, you know, bankers and business people and stuff. But uh there was a guy at the Uber first night thing who was in a a ma- He was wearing a mask and a robe, and everybody thought that was weird because everybody else was in normal clothing. And then at the end of the night, he took off the mask, and it was Ashton Kutcher.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, sorry,
2: was this Eyes Wide Punked?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
3: Uh. Yeah, uh, who's, <laughs> yes, yes. I messaged you and saying the, So the prank is that you think you're sucking Guy Fawkes' dick, but then it turns out to be Ashton Kutcher? What? <laughs>
4: don't don't even he, he yeah, yeah, think yeah. he's about to find I mean fuck if you Guy couldn't Fox. tell if you couldn't
2: tell by the taste, then with the reveal. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was one of the weirdest things I ever saw. And yeah. Chelsea Pratt and I were like sewed to each other on in like one on stool in the corner, being like, "What are we at? This is insane!" <laughs> just, just sitting yeah. on a
1: washing machine in the corner, just yep. wondering what you're doing.
5: Yeah, I, I was fixating on the the Peter Thiel Y Combinator thing. I didn't realize, but then it was like I completely blanked out on Ashton Kutcher. I'm like, I was like, "Oh yeah, that is weird, isn't it?" But it's like at this point, I just I, I, you can throw a random celebrity name in one of these things. Yeah. And I'm just He's like, got oh, that yeah. two it's and, and a half and
0: man money, come on!" Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. else spend it on. Wait, so how is it different from getting along? Own. um because you pay forever you pay well you pay
1: up to a certain you pay up to a certain point and here's the weird thing this exact startup is not actually as as bad as what it could be because what they do is they mostly offer coding sock shock horror a, a, an online coding school with an innovative funding model crazy where are you going to get a job with a co- to coding degree <laughs> where it's basically coding data science and other very high paid professions and so um Oh, Hussein's arrived!
6: Oh, hello. Yes, I I was a bit delayed because there was this guy with a beard who has kept accusing me of whispering Quran verses in <laughs> e- ears of his white baby. So uh, <laughs>
1: Hussein, it was Hussein, <laughs> Hussein is back.
6: Um,
1: so basically, yeah, it's like where it's yeah, it teaches coding and data science and stuff and tends to like push students into relatively high-paid professions where they can pay back the cost of their degree relatively quickly. Even though, let's be honest, it's an online coding university. How much could that actually really cost?
0: Guys, um, I have news for you. I studied computer science at university and I'm currently in a basement doing a podcast.
6: <laughs>
0: so don't buy so into the dream. So, so you're
6: like every other computer science grad, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly.
3: It's an online coding university. Still not convinced? Listen to what it did for these math. Macedonian teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So but what this investment is not to expand their offer of, co- of like making Google's next round of engineers who will probably have no trouble paying this stuff back. But now they're just looking at other professions like nursing, teaching and cybersecurity where they're going to do the same and they are going to do the same thing. Our I'd, nurses like a, I'd
0: like someone who does all three.
1: Our nurse are where it's and the whole approach is to treat students as investments. And again, what's really fucked up about this is that the model that they created, the income sharing agreement, is now being rolled out at four-year universities across the United States like Purdue and student loans companies. So welcome to this being the way education <clears throat> is funded forever. All, st- all students are just investments. Everything you need to learn is just connected to the labor market. No one's ever going to study arts again.
5: I was going to say, do they just com- categorically rule out you being able to study things like the humanities? Yes. Because that's actually a thing with some assistance programs in the US as far as like tuition assistance for low-income people. They, they absolutely refuse to allow you to study beyond a certain spectrum of disciplines. And so it's, it's crazy because it just seems like the, the kind of make the poor suffer sort of you know means testing is now just going to be the norm for everyone
6: unless yeah. they're, um, they're privately funded. I don't, even- I don't think it's that bad an idea. I mean, I learned philosophy from YouTube you heard of this guy <laughs> called The Amazing Atheist?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing? It was great. Wow, an atheist. How brave <laughs> in 2019. I'm, I'm uh,
3: currently fantasizing about like the Russian security services getting all of their hackers actually good at hacking by sending them to an American like sharecropper university <laughs> and then none of them pay it back because they all live in Russia and officially earn a salary at the GRU, which is like 40 <laughs> rubles a month. Yeah.
0: Two KGB agents are going to ten- 21 Jump Street Purdue University.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Short for Recherche
1: d'Anton. University. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, anyway. but if you think of it, like, yeah, like by, see, by seeing students just as, as safe investments and constantly recalibrating their uh, investment approach in students, like any, like any state university that's starved of funding can just do this. But then, how, are they going to fund an English degree like this? Almost certainly not. Are they going to fund a literature or philosophy degree like this? No chance. They
3: will if you promise to buy a math and become a YouTuber. <laughs> Can I muse a little bit? This is
2: well is uh, might not be useful to anybody at all. But I kind of think with things like the arts uh, or sports or I don't know if it happens with coding. It probably does, uh, but. There are some things that you just, like, inside of you are like, I got to do it no matter what, you know? And so I hope – I don't know. I mean, I hope it's a thing where people still study the arts anyway, even if they're educating themselves or, like, you know, peering in the windows of of wealthy artists, (laughs) ateliers or whatever to learn how to do it, you know? Because you got to – I got to do that shit. You need that. I mean, I cause I can like now I have the good fortune to make a living as a comedian, but God knows I did it for years when I didn't, you know, and people Mm. were like, fuck you quit yesterday. You suck, you know? And uh, so hopefully, you know, uh, art won't die and English won't die because of this, because of these weird Mormon twins, I'm assuming Uh, (laughs) desire to kill it. I hope, I hope it doesn't work and I'll, I'll do my, my best to, to, to foil them.
3: I Maybe. just can't believe that Rob knows my parents as well. That's <laughs>
1: I say that that now that's a movie pitch. Um, yeah, it's it's one of these things where it's like the we have to, with something like this. This is never going to be for the elite. This is never going to be at Harvard. Harvard's going to stay funded the same way it always has been. The Ivy League is going to stay funded the same way. I think Brit- by George Soros, <laughs> and, and Britain Britain's looking at bringing this same thing over as well. Like they've, they've been writing about it in, in the Times and so forth. Like this is never going to be what. The the children of the rich are always going to get to study arts. They're always going to get to study philosophy. But the children of the poor are going to be oriented towards whatever the labor market needs and paying for it through the nose for like the rest of much of their natural life.
6: JavaScript is working class. Right.
5: (laughs) I'm just reminded because there's like a dystopian horror story about this happening in New Jersey where... uh, some loans in some states that are either, either state-issued student loans or pri- worse, privately-issued student loans are not cancelable even in death. And so there were stories in America not too long ago in which people who were young who had died accidentally or had died just young, their parents were basically getting their homes foreclosed because the, these student loan companies were trying to collect on the balance of these student loans for, for Dead people. And you already can't discharge federal student loans or state student loans in bankruptcy in the United States. But the idea that you can't even cancel them in death it was so insane and so dystopian. And in a way, this even seems worse because it seems that if, if say, for example, someone signs a longer contract and they, they find themselves in a dire situation in which they're forced to give up a huge portion of their income because of what they signed to, like how do you get out of it? How do you, how do you legally get out of it? Well, you know?
1: here's, the, here's the thing about this in particular, right? Is this should illustrate to us that capital will never, you can never depend on it to be benevolent. Because these guys, their their rule is we don't charge you till you're making fifty thousand a year, and then you pay back thirty thousand over like paying seventeen percent of your income. Really steep, but like basically not draconian, really bad. But they chose to say we're gonna just have a limit of fifty thousand where we don't pay back. There's nothing to stop Purdue or a predatory student loans company using this model from saying yeah, fuck that. You're you're paying back as soon as you can, even if you're a bar back. You work for us now. We yeah. own you.
5: Like, even if, okay, you didn't get accepted into the Y Combinator version of this. Well, here's like the, the Geico auto insurance version of it. <laughs> yeah. It really sucks, but we'll take you. We'll fund your degree. Yeah. And then this happens. I mean, like, you
6: have like, I, I don't know if you spoke about this before I came in, but you have situations like that happening in this country with management consultancies like Ernest Young and Pricewaterhouse who kind of fund these very specific two-year degrees um, which are basically designed to streamline you into like a Charlie specific Palmer's
0: department law of the. school their... was fun- funded by the company who wanted to hire him. Sorry, really? yeah. and then and I mean...
3: then and then he failed, and they lost all of their money. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Charlie Palmer, true comrade. Charlie Palmer doing radical praxis. There was there fucking up all the time. There was a
6: conference that I think was either supported by The Times Educational Supplement, or they, they had some sort of like involvement in it. Where this was basically heralded as the only solution for university finance you know the idea the idea being that you know, running universities is expensive and like governments are cutting back funding. So we need more support from the corporate sector. And the only way to do this is to make, to basically orientate students towards career orientated jobs, which is also why arts departments are, I was speaking to like one of my history professors a couple of weeks ago and he was saying that, oh yeah, like most of my student hours are now like half of my time is being spent giving career advice about how to get my graduates into these like graduate scheme programs um and he knows nothing he knows nothing about this he's just like giving this advice that yeah like maybe on your cv you can say that you did some economics that might help
1: You know what this is? This is you know all of life is just the Simpsons. This is the episode of the Simpsons where the Springfield Elementary is taken over by uh, the toy company and they use the periodic table provided by Oscar Meyer. I'm just trying to think what
6: the Yu-Gi-Oh equivalent yeah, what to that is cuz I know mean nothing. the
1: question, you know, what is the atomic weight of bolonium? And that's what you, that's what universities are going to be from now on. Is you're going you're going to get um yeah, I did a philosophy degree sponsored by McDonald's.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, this they have isn't... pharmaceutical companies sponsoring all this stuff in like yeah. medical schools and stuff. Yeah.
1: And now that's the other thing. All this stuff, all everything they're doing, they wanted as job training. Employers used to pay for that. Now you pay for it through your salary. Awesome. I love the future. I love. I love the thinking too shit that these Silicon Valley Mormon sociopaths are coming up with.
0: I once read a Cosmo article that was like, "Hey, do you want to live on a yacht? Clean it." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, Abramovich got his yacht people don't know that
2: <laughs> can I say I um, when I first moved to Los Angeles in 2001 I catered I was a caterer mm. and uh, I was catering at some uh, multi-millionaire's house and they had uh, a little there was a, it was a dinner for like 10 people Sorry about my baby um, <laughs> But he's not doing He's not making those noises Directly into the mic So yeah. I assume you can't yeah, hear them yeah, be fine. And as we a can, listener Don't worry We can turn them up Oh great <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> And um, so it, it was like a dinner party For ten That I was catering And um, the, uh, one of the guests One of the ten Was Lionel Richie uh, Everybody else was just like Finance people So I didn't know Or care who they were But Lionel Richie I was very excited Or
0: wearing masks Yeah <laughs> wearing masks. <laughs> and, um, Lionel Richie was still Repaying his degree <laughs> and, so, uh, and
2: so They had a little um, Moroccan band In the corner Corner, like a little Moroccan combo playing three instruments I couldn't recognize. And uh, then the host of the party said, hey, Lionel, why don't you uh, join them? And... Uh, play the piano and sing for us a little bit and lionel was like uh, no thanks and the guy was like no i'd, I'd like you to and oh. lionel was like uh, all right and so he sat down and um he sat down and the guys are playing these instruments i don't know what they are they're not western so i didn't i mean to me they were fascinating and uh, lionel joins them on the piano and starts playing hello and so everybody stops including the waiters and caterers and lionel richie sang several lines of hello just while looking deep into my eyes uh, <laughs> from about four feet away and it was amazing Anyway, you might be wondering, why did I tell that story? Uh, because you're saying that you should uh, work on a yacht if you want to be on a yacht. <laughs> Made me think of it. You is might it, get to hear Lionel Richie is all I'm saying. Is, so is, Don't reject that out of hand. This, this, is, this is basically
1: like, yeah, if you want to live on a yacht, work on a yacht, but you have to pay all of your salary from the yacht to back to the yacht owner who's giving you training. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you I'm can make an, a really great do that,
6: YouTube video out of that when <laughs> it was all worth
3: it. You're, you're keeping the money moving. That's how the, economy, <laughs> that's how the economy works. So, well, And these kind of schemes aren't new. I mean, as far back as about 2001, 2002 in New Jersey, there was a local wealthy business owner who was funding working class kids from immigrant backgrounds to train to be stockbrokers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they
3: were pushing logistics. Okay,
1: yeah. so um, I've got some... I actually looked at Lambda's uh, application criteria, how they decide who to accept. Here is a summarized list of the, of the of the Q&A. How does Lambda School decide to who to accept? Answer. Simple. Is it with a Ouija board? <laughs> <laughs> we look for students with the potential and willingness to get great jobs. Your application reflects your suitability, comprehension, and likability. An overly short answer on our application looks lazy or curt. And be careful using humor. It can seem sarcastic or rude.
4: <laughs> like, what
1: do you want out of life? And you're just like, titties. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Yes, we do expect you to participate in full in each, in each class, even if you go on vacation. It's a sacrifice, but just keep in
3: mind how awesome next year's vacation will be when you have a better job. Yeah. Also, though, who goes on, like, I presume they have, like, terms. Like, who goes on vacation, like, during no, no the terms? Term. It's constant. Oh. Just an unending barrage of business knowledge Learning to code
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, is like the, this is the Democratic Party dream An unending barrage of learning to code And don't go on vacation Because maybe you'll get a better vacation next year When we're garnishing your wages I mean,
5: all things considered You could have next term Have your instructor be old Fezziwig And he'll make your life very happy With the dances that he invites you to In which you can meet the uh, the love of your life But you know, then you'll be fixated on business And you decide to discard that <laughs> because, because you're having easier Scrooge Because I'm making a really obtuse Dickens that reference
3: is, That is just all of America It's just gay rich through misery. That is yeah. like this is the founding oh, yeah,
2: principle. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: get rich get rich through misery and pay us back while you're doing it.
2: Can I tell another story that you let it out? It, it, yeah. Um so oh my god, I'm so sorry about <laughs> yeah. my baby. Sure yes. the baby in my
1: headphones.
4: <laughs> it
2: makes sense, best. it's like almost time for Friday prayers. I may have done some stuff. <laughs> the baby's a Muslim now. <laughs> um so, so I um I worked at the company uh that was called if when I started working there. Oh, by the way, I had to get the job so that I could get health insurance because I'd been in a car accident. And I pay, this was before Obamacare. So I was paying at the time like 130 bucks a month for insurance, mm-hmm. which I would like kill a police horse in the street right now to pay that much for insurance in America. <laughs> but this is 2001 that I get it. And um, I uh, am paying every month, but then I'm in a car accident. And then they like cross-referenced my answers that I gave in the hospital to my application from a couple years ago. And they were like, wait, you smoke? You told one doctor that you smoke more pot than you said you did on your application two years ago. So we're dropping you. So now you have $50,000 worth of medical debt. Uh, and so I had to get a job that had insurance. So I got a job at a company called Intermix Media, which then bought a company called Response Base. This is in two thousand. Two.
3: These are very dot com yes. names. And, I'm then enjoying re- it. and then
2: response base invented. I just uh, put invented in air quotes because they just copied Friendster, and this then they made MySpace. And so I was there. Yeah. I was like, it was like two computers over that MySpace was invented. And uh, it anyway, was, we, was in we, your top fifteen you met, tonight. Was, was met, Tom there? Yeah, was Tom there? Oh yeah, Tom was there. <gasps> And, um, every, and and so the company wound up, I think it, it was, we were still D had been delisted by NASDAQ because as a company would put ad serving software on your computer that you just could, you couldn't, even if you threw your computer off a building, it would still have the software <laughs> in it. Yeah. And so it's like uh, trading on the pink papers or whatever. And they invent response, the MySpace, which is then bought by News Corp. But anyway, uh, so it's a crazy place to work. And uh, I start at the same time volunteering at a, a camp in Los Angeles for people with disabilities. And I really enjoyed it a lot. And then I heard that the camp I was at was sort of like an offshoot of one that had started in Massachusetts. And it was happening that summer. And I was like, I really want to do it. So I went to the behold the CEO of the company and was like, I'm quitting because I want to go volunteer. And he's like, well, I have an idea if you don't quit and we tell people that we let you do that, then that'll look great. And also if we continue to pay you like 50% of your salary or away, we can make, we can be not taxed or whatever, because that would, then we say we gave it to some philanthropic thing. So go, I don't give a shit what you're doing, but it's going to sound great that you did. So have a blast. And I was like, I just tried to quit. And he's like, well, you can't. <laughs> yeah. And so that was fun. Thought yeah. I should know.
1: Well, it's because That's, that's kind of there. That's the, that ethos has become the Silicon Valley, um, Sort of our brand is being, is being sort of lovely,
5: but it's actually being lovely in a quite vulture-ish way. Yeah.
1: And well, so the mo-
0: they'll monetize any viewpoint, literally yeah. any opinion.
5: And also the idea that you should never want to do anything besides working, that work should yeah. be the thing you love so much that like, it's what you only sleep four hours a night because you want to do more of. In fact, that's why I say while
1: you were, while you were out of the room getting this interesting reverse backpack uh, for, <laughs> for the infant, uh, that's why I say they were like, yeah, don't go on vacation because if you don't go on vacation and do well on the course, you can go on a better vacation next year. Yeah and and this is the the last part is and don't forget to keep the Lambda school's environment which don't forget is just a Skype chat room where you learn how to code awesome don't forget to keep the Lambda school environment keep awesome. It
3: awesome
2: that's like a Kamala Harris fucking <laughs> press release i love hey. it keep it awesome. <laughs> I I,
1: I, well, I love being thrown in jail for 10 years because I looked at a gram of weed and then being told to keep it awesome while I'm in prison.
2: Have you seen how hard The Onion is going after her? Oh, it's amazing. It going bonkers on her. It's very, it's sort of weird, like fine with me, but it is interesting yeah. to
3: focus on her in particular. They're going, they're going mom Everything mode. they do
2: is like warranted and you can back it up and you're like, wow, that's is, is she the only person running? Yeah.
3: <laughs> someone at The Onion just has a personal grudge against Kamala Harris. It's like unrelated to the bad politics. Some, someone at The Onion Spent 10
1: years back, locked up by Kamala Harris While she was a prosecutor in San Francisco And just been doing push-ups in jail Just like when I yeah. get out I'm getting yeah. so funny <laughs> There's <Thinking> about-
5: <laughs> like two things I'm doing push-ups, number one So I can get revenge on Kamala Harris, number two So I can slap the shit out of my kid For being truant so many times
3: it got me locked up in the first place <laughs> yeah. He's writing-
0: Sharpening his wit
4: <laughs>
3: Writing tweets in his own blood Passing <laughs> out <laughs>
0: I would
5: definitely be me in jail. I
3: think. <laughs> could you imagine
5: though, if you had to, if you, the only way that you could tweet was by sending it via paper post to someone who would tweet it for you because you were in jail? And then isn't that just
6: like postal chat? And then who's saying
5: you would cool. you, yeah. you, you would have to be doing all of your tweets about I love working at X Hospital, but like <laughs> writing them long form?
1: Uh, right. So that's uh, the future of education. Everybody, think thinking too at great. work.
3: I love it. I love it that someone's finally come up with a way that uh, I can go to education for free, and then later pay it back through paying a percentage of my wages to a system. <laughs> I can't imagine another way of doing that. It's Free, but do you get to give them a tremendous amount of money? Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know that you valued it. <laughs> if, only, if only there was another system of taking money out of people's wages and using it to pay for services. If only that no existed. such thing
5: has ever been invented. Though
3: but
0: that no. thing it's a isn't wedgie. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing isn't
1: sweet and invented by Mormons. Um, hmm. So. The, um, this should surprise precisely nobody, but did you know that the Conservatives have been trying to ruin the NHS since the NHS was created? Hell yeah, baby. I, I love, love them.
6: That's, that's, that's just dedication. That's just I, hate those, I hate
3: those squares at the Conservative Party. We in the pro-NHS frat house, those, they're our natural <laughs> enemy. No, the, the NHS and, and, the,
1: and the Tories are basically just the Coyote and Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the Tories just create
3: other mo- Insane ways to try and privatise it But then everyone loves it They're mm. in the Dean's office complaining about the toga party in A&E You've um, got to shut it, it just, down Just, just a before a we disgrace. get to the
6: segment There's this great drill tweet about how The coyote and the roadrunner are actually related
2: cool.
3: well, think, Sounds yeah, great Think about it should <laughs> <When laughs> you describe a dream uh, <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> and it makes the sexual tension all the more dangerous
4: <laughs> Please, it's I, a so coyote.
2: I, I got the drill book and i have the drill book on my bedside and it's in a stack of books but my wife was like what the fuck is that and she pulled it out was looking like, she's like you spent money on that i was like oh i sure did and I she's spent, like who I are you it's been
1: a portion of my income actually going to drill class <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: the institute for free trade limited uh, renamed, <laughs> renamed because the think free status trade. was taken away by the, um, the charity commissioner. The Institute for Tree- Free Trade Limited has revealed that their plans are for the NHS to be very much up for sale uh, to U.S. Uh, commercial interests um, in any kind of Brexit agreement. That is an explicit goal of them, the Institute for oh, Economic God. Affairs, and the Tory party. Uh, the baby's not happy with this Did um, not win the vote he
2: loves of the yeah, yeah. First people he met were a couple of NHS Midwives right after he slithered out of my wife In our living room
3: <laughs> You made that sound very casual <laughs> I I She didn't even know well, like... You know what
2: it was our fourth baby uh, So that made it a little easier and he was born in water Which uh, you know I'm not going to tell women how to have birth But do it in water if you can because uh, It's just kind of more pleasant yeah. According to my wife who's a woman
3: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: might act. She goes to a different school. My wife,
4: my wife who's a
1: woman, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've totally met a woman. Oh great, good to know. Uh, an executive summary of the report explains: health services are an area where both sides would benefit from openness to foreign competition. Although we recognize that any changes to existing regulations might be a little controversial. Perhaps then, for other areas, the initial focus should be in other fields, such as education or legal services, where negotiators can test the waters, see what is possible, and extend these policies into the health sector.
0: I'm very excited. Is testing the water literal? (laughs)
3: <laughs> we can test the birth bath and see what it tastes like
0: I'm, I'm very excited
3: up. to give birth in the hospital sponsored by Nando's where the birthing pool is full of peri-peri sauce <laughs> <Yum.
2: laughs> I'd be born again in that shit, get <laughs> me in there it you? um, gives your baby superpowers
1: and so this is basically, the thing is yeah since this is something that the conservatives want ever since they voted against its creation in 45 they have voted to strip off every peripheral service, anything they can, every Whether it's mental health funding, dental, slashing staff numbers, privatizing like food and cleaning, parking lots, etc. So I'm going to read a slightly long block quote from a Jacobin piece um, by Jackie Davis called Disaster Capitalism in the NHS. that I think really gets to this. Until recently, the biggest challenge the NHS faced was the ideological position embraced by both political parties uh, that the private sector would deliver care more cheaply and efficiently than the public. And that competition with the private sector would improve the NHS. As a result, governments keep introducing markets into the NHS with compulsory tendering of contracts and so on and so on. But the private sector's deep pockets and experienced lawyers meant that last year they were awarded 70% of tendered contracts. And since they're expert at winning government contracts, they're not good at delivering them. Since it's the first legal duty of private companies to make a profit, we shouldn't be surprised when we discovered they were putting
2: profits before patients and basically failing on purpose.
4: Which is yeah. great.
2: I mean, I, let me tell you guys something about... So my son, some of you may know, passed away from cancer a little over a year ago. And so we had a very interesting thing happened where we uh, were the recipients of social care, which is weird because I moved here five years ago now and I would see in the newspaper cuts to social care. And I'd think, what's that? I'm American. I just moved here. I'm on TV. I don't need to know what that is. And then when my son got sick and he got disabled and for him to be able to move home since he had a tracheotomy and some other physical disabilities, he had to have a carer sit and watch him sleep at night. Um, because like if any of you guys get a tracheotomy and you have a problem with it, you can like bang on the table or write on the wall in your blood might help my tracheotomy hurts. But if you're two, you can't do that. So we got social care and it was very interesting to see how even though they literally use like a an Excel spreadsheet to determine how many hours you get and it's nationalized. So there's no special fucking North London discount or bonus or anything. So they do all the stuff and then they figure out the the number of hours that it leads to. Do you have a tracheotomy? Do you have, you know, posterior fossa syndrome because of what happened to your brainstem and all this stuff. And they work it out. And so we qualified for, you know, our son to be watched at night when he slept. And, um, but then you could see the social care, which gets cut before the NHS, because even Tories, they might be successful at it gradually over time, but it does still remain difficult and politically unpalatable for them to cut the NHS. Social care, most people don't use. You use it if you're elderly, if you're disabled and whatnot. And so most people don't experience it. And uh, I mean, it's kind of amazing lightning strike that I did. But it was interesting to see how cuts to social care Uh, What happens is they cut the social care, and then you have to go to the NHS because somebody didn't notice that you were developing hypothermia because you were too weak to close your window, and then you have to go and then occupy an NHS hospital bed, which costs X amount a night, and the X is large, whereas paying somebody... I don't know what it is 13 pounds an hour, 20 pounds an hour to come and sit in a chair and watch somebody sleep or if it's just for an hour and a half a day where you help an elderly person deal with a few basic things. It's so much cheaper and it it's it would it's fucking conservative to fund social care because then you'll char- you'll pay less for the nhs and i wound up writing a letter to my mp and saying hey i'd like to save the government some money because they wouldn't let my son go home because social care people weren't trained to take care of him yet and it takes a long time to do that properly and um so i was like if he's just burning british taxpayer cash being an NHS bed. Let's fucking get him home. And so that angle worked. They were like, Oh, they could save us money. Oh, absolutely. And so my MP got right on it and got it sorted. And we were able to have our son come home to his house to live with his brothers. And so like, you know, it, it is sort of against the odds that I have explicit intimate knowledge of how this stuff works and then you could also see how the people within social care have been trained by fear to try to cut your hours and your packages of care in advance and then you challenge them and they're like you know with the law and they're like oh okay i guess we won't do that but they're not even having to be told hey cut this person's hours they've been so had the fear has been instilled in them so it's so deeply fucked up and um you know, it's fun to talk. You can hear my son crying in the other room. There, um, probably because he's hungry and doesn't want to be at a podcast. But um, it's uh, it's fucking crazy and a sin, and um, I don't know. It makes me makes me angry. Of course,
1: I think a good socialist project has to be backed up by some level of anger. Right? You have to see that kind of situation you have to feel that anger and then understand that it can be better and that like a better world is there to be created and that because we know that these things were there at one point we know we can get back like we know we can get back to them.
2: Yeah. The weird thing to me is like, why do the billionaires have to be like super multi-billionaires? Why can't they like take the, give the slightest bit of, because sh- we wouldn't be in this basement recording this podcast <laughs> with me shaking a baby and not dangerously, but you know, rather <laughs> rocking, rocking rock a baby. Off, I'm gently rocking, rocking my baby. Um, <laughs> so you know, is a talking fine about line. this stuff, like they do it because they drive everybody into a corner and strip them naked and hose them with frozen water. I mean, it's like, just you could be you could be rich forever if you took care of your fucking human capital yeah. slightly, but they just have to have that much more yeah. and drive everybody into misery and and they make just love you, yachts. It's just yeah. nuts. They just love yachts. They love yachts,
0: and I um, love cleaning them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so in fact, th- that's <laughs>
1: amazing. The stuff you find. <laughs> so Rob, that actually provides a good segue for me because I'm carrying on to uh, one of the main players in this saga, um, Richard Branson. Uh, whose private Virgin Care NHS contractor has received almost £2 billion worth of contracts since 2010. Virgin
0: Care was my nickname in college. What's
3: up? I was going to say it's actually a YouTube channel.
5: (laughs) I was just thinking, Richard, Richard Branson... Guy interested in NHS contracts and air travel aficionado. I'll just leave that one in the ether. <laughs> yeah. He loves
1: to fly. He loves mm. to get an express. And he does own a private island. He loves to get an express flight. That's He's been we'll on the say. manifest of some flights. We Wait, know that much. Has he? Yeah. Virgin Care has received almost two billion pounds worth of contracts since 2010. And at least one commissioning group in the, in the UK is spending more than a fifth of its entire budget. Uh, with Virgin Care, which is uh, domiciled entirely in a tax haven in the British Virgin Islands. Love it.
0: That was the nickname named of my after the sorority. company. What's up? Okay.
1: <laughs> all right. We're fucking rolling now. <laughs> they were just the British Islands before. <laughs> 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 then Jeffrey Epstein got there.
3: <laughs> what? Well, I mean, I think this, this, this. Is this libel? Well, is this libel? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Jeffrey Epstein makes people virgins. I think actually quite it's the opposite. Quite the
5: opposite. <laughs> I mean, I guess the point I would make here is that that to me just seems like it has all the building blocks of a horror show already because yeah. it's like it's a private company owned by this horrible multi-billionaire. The company is headquartered in a tax haven, so they can avoid paying anything into a system that's entirely taxpayer-funded, and is going to profit off the destruction of that system.
1: It is a a purpose-built vacuum for everything good from our society to take it to Richard Branson's private island. So I actually have Branson's own words here that might cause us all to combust. Like everyone in the UK, I am hugely proud of the NHS and our social care system and the amazing work frontline staff do every day to support all of our care needs. However, I've always thought there are a number of things that could be improved. At Virgin, we began to look at how health and social care can be improved in the UK by drawing on our experience from other parts of the Virgin family. So what, a fucking record store when and a failing out. they up the
3: trains. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I can't make the trains go, but maybe I'll sort out this heart transplant. <laughs> Seems simpler. <laughs> we should have started with the easy stuff, like heart transplant. No,
6: no, because no, at the Virgin method, the Virgin method isn't just like failing to do stuff. It is failing to do stuff, but covering it up by adding unnecessary luxury products. So it's like, okay, we know that you're two hours late for your train from like, I don't know, fucking Grantham to London, but we'll give you a really nice seat. And we might give you like a cup of tea with it. So it'll be See, like the thing yeah. about a
0: vasectomy is that it's just like space travel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, here's the thing: we, you you prefigure this. He says, just like airlines and financial services, when it comes to being cared for, good service
2: and convenience can make all the difference. Well, the insane thing <laughs> oh. is the things he doesn't like about the NHS <laughs> exactly are because it. it's been un- underfunded by his fucking next door neighbors in his wherever he lives. I mean, it's insane.
6: All, all I'm gonna say is about like. You know, you have a choice between either failing to get a heart transplant on a cold uh, countertop, or you can get it on a memory foam
4: mattress. (laughs) Uh, I know which one I
1: would choose. The private sector, this is is me talking now, the private sector is like super experimental, right? They like to try things and, and, and fail and whatever, whatever, whatever. They're all about failure. But the problem is, with health and social care, you can't fail forward.
5: Well, no, the, I mean the idea that it's like, well, yeah, we, we we definitely had some really terrible health outcomes for all those people that we accidentally killed through our terrible policy. But like, yeah,
2: we're Let's learning. Talk about what we learned, exactly, yeah. 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 Yeah.
5: guys. This is a no, no
1: judgment
3: zone. Oh boy, <laughs> did we learn a lot from your grandmother. It's like those YouTubers who uh-huh. like put out those videos. It's like, yeah, I love failure because it helps me grow <laughs> as a person.
1: So th- he says, this is why Virgin Care is committed to providing, s- providing services that are designed around the needs of the end user. The end user rather than the needs of the system. That's what I also call my wife. My virgin care <laughs> <laughs> always strives to provide care good enough for our own families. But virgin care has been a chronic failure on all but the tax avoidance front. It has r- routinely fucked up everything it's tried to do except avoid taxes.
2: Quick question Where did you just, I, I was just walking in yeah. for my baby. Where, where did the word end user come from? Did he say that? Yeah. Yep. It's so weird because, like, uh, on my TV show Catastrophe, when Sharon Horgan and I write that, we write it and rewrite it and rewrite it. And, rewrite it. and then we go through and we make sure that everything that we said sounds like human speech so you can write something and have it sound clever on the page but then you read it out loud and you're like oh nobody would actually say that So we always do pass after pass to make sure that dialogue sounds like human speech And I can't believe that somebody at that level of success wouldn't have somebody go through and take out all the fucking management speak words like end <laughs> they user love, they, they actually talk like that right? mm. I mean I know that they do but they should know that it's wrong it's like when I do stand-up I write a joke and and I'm like, wait a minute, would this be funny? You know, if I if I yeah. write a joke and like white people laugh at it, but black people don't laugh at it, then I get rid of the joke. Not because I'm not a bigot, but because, <laughs> but because just joke economics, I want to be able to make everybody laugh in the shortest amount of time, you know, yeah. so it's so funny. Fucked up that these people don't, you know, have feed their thing through. Well, what might a person say? Because well, the end user is like
3: Rick or your <laughs> nephew. Yeah. It's not. A, it drives me yeah. crazy. End it, user here has a very specific meaning because you're yeah. in a Virgin Hospital, so <laughs> you are the user, but also you're not leaving that hospital. Oh. <laughs> um, sorry, actually, uh, my name
1: was my name was Enduzer, but they changed it as Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> right. Please respect my culture. Enduzer Speedboot
5: <laughs> Rob, I had to ask a question because you, you you're you've experienced both health. Healthcare systems, and you're also the oldest among us, not to be addicted to the old. That's, that's <laughs> wow, body wow, blow. Exactly. Exactly. Body blow. Okay. <laughs> okay. An, the reason it I ask the question is because you had the you had the experiences when before the ACA, and mm-hmm. when you see the way the system is going in Britain, the like the noises they're making about mm-hmm. the NHS, it seems to me like it, the the end goal is obviously to have a system like the US. Sure, and it's just what do you see as the way to present that the people be like? take it seriously because my fear yeah. is people won't take it seriously until they wake up and it's like, here's your premium that doesn't cover any health care. Right.
2: You know, that's the thing is um, I just sort of wish. I mean, I'm in a way, I'm very lucky because I've gotten to experience both, you know, and so I know that right now the NHS, as it is in its underfunded state with its problems that exist, is still so vastly superior to the to the American experience, even after Obamacare, which obviously didn't solve even half of the problems, but it was a a, a measurable step forward. And so I just try to speak constantly about it, which I do. And, um, uh, so I'll probably do something documentary wise on TV or something where I try to get people to sort of experience both and stuff. Cause like, You know, people say they love the NHS. People, I I sometimes, when I'm angry at this country, I'll say like, well, British people love to say they love the NHS, you know? And it's like, it's time you gotta do something about it because, I mean, it's the ultimate, if you take it for granted, you're gonna really suffer. So I just try to tell the truth about my experience in both systems as often and loudly as possible because they're both illustrative, one, of how good the NHS is. I, I talked about that problem that we had with social care but that wasn't any of the carers fault or anything like that. It was through conscious cuts being made to social care budgets. Um, But like the NHS was amazing, even though we had the worst possible possible outcome, our son died, but he would have died if we were at Johns Hopkins or wherever the fuck anywhere in the world, he would have died because he had a tumor that just mercilessly kills kids and they don't know what to do about him. Um, But throughout that whole thing, we were taken such good care of and he was taken such good care of. And, uh, you know, a bad day, uh, during his journey, uh, was never as bad as it could have been because it could have entailed a visit to the billing office or me, you know, beating an intern nearly to death because they wouldn't approve an MRI, you know, and, and, you know, that was kind of like I was just sort of joking, like, hey, what if I did that? But that's the type of shit that happened. Those are the knock-on effects of when you make these cuts is that sometimes you have to beat an intern until their face is all soft because the bones have been broken and you, what, what were you going to do? Not beat an up. MRI. Yeah, or, exactly.
4: or you, or you
3: so, have to take your assault rifle 15 and hijack a private plane <laughs> to Italy in order to make sure that socialism doesn't kill your child. That was exactly, kind of right? like
6: a that was kind of a Denzel Washington film. I was going to say the Denzel Washington that? movie where he takes a hospital John hostage. Key?
5: Yeah, yeah, and he's like, all oh, right, healthcare's free for everyone because he's we, got a gun. We, we remember the it. tweet, though, right, where the guy was like... Yeah, he, yeah, the guy was like, socialism will... Yeah. yeah. You, the American guy who said, we need to have guns so that we don't have... Because so, if if socialism happens, then they 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 might make a decision in end-of-life care that, like, you're, yeah. you're dying, loved ones no, dying. that
2: doesn't but,
3: happen in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So... uh
2: So the market so brutally rations care in the United States. uh, I mean, it couldn't be done more. That's one thing the market does very well (laughs) is fucking ration care. One
5: thing I'd say, Riley, before we move on, is just that I I just recently had to get a procedure done at the NHS, and I was torn between two different emotions. The first one absolutely was just like revelatory how easy it was. But the other was how much it reminded me of the VA hospital in Manhattan. Mm. And I realized like we do have something similar to this in America. It's similarly under attack and it's probably going to get destroyed because people people have made it their enemy. But in the grand scheme of things, you go to a hospital, it may not be glamorous, it may not be luxurious, but Mm -hmm. people take care of you and they listen to you.
2: Well, that's exactly like my, both my father and my stepfather are Vietnam vets. So they get their care at the VA in Boston and they rave about it. And my dad is closer to a socialist and my stepdad is a registered Republican and they both can't say enough positive stuff about and they've both had to use it a fair amount and they're crazy about it.
1: So uh, don't, but if we're, we're worried about that, guys, don't worry, because actually Richard Branson has pledged that any money he makes from virgin care will be put back into the NHS.
6: Why would he lie?
1: Which as soon as as <laughs> as soon as it's no longer technically a loss-making enterprise, which it has been accounted as for every year of its existence, he's definitely going to do that.
2: Oh, fantastic. For sure.
1: But that's what I mean. Like we should sma- they should smash the point that any billionaire who says they're doing us a favor by creating a business, whether it's virgin care or providing Facebook so we can get in touch with each other, is doing it to enclose and entrap value, to exploit resources that ought to be held in common, and it should always be resisted everywhere it goes. There is no such thing as a good billionaire. Like I saw on like they quoted on
3: Fox News, every billionaire is a policy failure.
2: Without question.
3: Mm. Um, what about Elon Musk? <laughs> But here's we wouldn't it. have, we wouldn't have those amazing d- tunnels that you can drive your Fiat Punto in at 150 <laughs> miles an hour, <laughs> a speed which a Fiat Punto was designed to do. Isn't it
2: kind of fun though, as as the US and the UK simultaneously, in a rhyming fashion, so similar, yeah. grind to a halt <laughs> that um, we see that these guys just aren't even fucking smart. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's just all that's happened is they're just. It's they are they're kids forever. It's yeah. we're ruled yeah. by preschoolers. Yeah. So we're just like, you know what? It'd be fun if there was tunnels. I think I can do healthcare better. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Th- Theresa May just crying at her desk going like, "I don't know, what if Northern Ireland was a summer camp?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just spitballing.
1: And here's the thing, and before I go into the next uh, type of privatization that's happening, Virgin actually has a history of taking over services and then plunging their quality because they strip everything out of them, taking them from outstanding to special measures. And then the public steps in and saves them. That's
6: like, the thing. That's, that's like how I lost my virginity. I did an all good joke. I did an oh, all good joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the button on the segment too. <laughs> bow,
1: bow, bow, bow. So um, here is here is a brief a brief reading. Uh, and really, the, this reading has one joke, and it comes at the end because ooh boy, is it a good one. Uh, as the cheat, this is from uh, Ju- this is from uh, Julia Bauer. Uh, who wrote an article in The Times called The NHS Needs a Digital Revolution If It Is to Remain a World-Beating Service.
3: Is Julia Bauer a pseudonym for Matt Hancock MP? Uh,
4: (laughs) Is Bauer
0: as... Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, Bauer and Bayer are two different things. Sister
3: of Jack. As
1: as the the outgoing (laughs) chief digital officer for NHS England, I am proud of my part in encouraging the introduction
3: of digital... Into the NHS (laughs) (laughs) It was so analog in the
1: NHS before We need to encourage a shift in mindset That connects a new generation of digital innovators
3: With NHS doctors to deliver a high quality Personalised service for patients God how how do these people not kill themselves Every day honestly like how do you Listen to your own words and be like yeah That's something I'd say The ability to see a doctor when you need one is a fundamental right for any citizen Note they said see Just to see Just to look at it. for any citizen, it sounds like... I mean, I know people talk about 1984 a lot, but this does sound like 1984. Okay, Um,
0: all I'm saying is that if I get to take pictures of weird rashes on my vag and send them over my phone, I'll listen.
5: Mm -hmm. That is, in a way, introducing digital.
0: (laughs) That's what they're asking me to do on Babylon, no? With You (laughs) Skype a fucking doctor, and you're like, what's
4: this? (laughs) (laughs) Yo,
1: Yo, scope my vag, doc. Using Babylon to fulfill your weird fetish is absolutely a very 2019 move for Olga. She's going full mom mode on Babylon. Just
0: showing my butthole to, like, Tower Hamlet's doctors screaming, Help me.
3: Help, my butthole's weird. But but due to budget cuts, like, the doctor is just the situation. And he's like, yo, that's a pussy, yo.
1: (laughs) Help, doctor. Right, so...
0: But it's in 4K. (laughs) With increasing workforce shortages
1: and nearly 3 million patients having to wait a month or more to see a doctor, a key priority is to improve access to GPs. It is encouraging to see countries across Europe have been rolling out the technology on a wide scale to great success. Data from Sweden provided by Levy Europe's biggest video GP consultation provider, actually shows higher levels of satisfaction while delivering in better outcomes.
3: <laughs> you going for a video consultation with your GP. You're like, but I don't have any money. <laughs> Hang on, I recognize you from the yeah. internet. You're that fake GP. <laughs> so she, ta- she talks about
1: how great... stirrups.
4: <laughs> she talks anyway. about
1: how great this, uh, this company Levy is. Um, and how their, their video GP service provides better outcomes for everyone while not increasing costs at anywhere across the board. But remember how earlier in the article I said that Julia Bauer is the outgoing director of NHS Digital? Guess where she's ingoing to? One of the
5: companies that's got the damn contract—it's the company
1: that she just mentioned. This podcast (laughs) (laughs) announcing announcing the new fifth host. Yeah, and that's the thing. She is this, and this is now the way they're privatizing the NHS. It's no longer the Virgin Care mode, where they're like, we need to introduce private incentives to create better services.
6: Can I stop for a second and be like, I, I just want to say that a really sicko mode. I feel like that could be like a really good name for a health app. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kanye, no, because like Ashton Kutcher could invest in the Lambda School, why can't Kanye West invest invest in an NHS uh, consulting app called Sicko Mode? <laughs> Kanye in West.
2: Can I uh, can I also say quickly, so uh, I am as you know insane about the NHS, but when my son was when we knew he was dying of cancer, I um on a, a one day I just bought private health insurance for our family as well. So that, cause I was just, I didn't want any of my other children to ever even skin a knee or get hurt ever. And was, you know, my life was ruled by fear and sadness. So I made a bad decision and I bought private health insurance. And uh, I tried to use it, like, once, and it was such an awful experience that I never will again. I'll just let <laughs> let it expire because uh, we still just use the NHS anyway, and it was just so shitty and awful. And you can get, like, credits and, like, earn a Fitbit if you, like, oh God, if, like log how frequently you take a shit and its consistency. It's so crazy how disgustingly, like, performance-based and app shit it is just absolutely awful. Well, so it's
1: like the first mode of privatization was we need to provide a better service. So we're going to get, you know, um Richard Branson like make a medical plane that flies around the UK just dropping antibiotics on people. The second mode of privatization is oh we need to take pressure off GPs because we couldn't possibly fund them more. So we need to there are now a billion video apps Where you can, as Olga said, Skype a picture of a of your butthole to a doctor, a bewildered doctor,
5: (laughs) doctor who was not expecting that. But I'm a
6: botanist.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the only the
6: only problem is that what if you what if you like send a picture of your butthole to a doctor and it ends up actually being your coding teacher?
2: (laughs) I actually have a theory because I get nervous. You know, I have kids that aren't yet teenagers, and I worry about you know people things getting online and kids getting embarrassed and stuff because it happens. I think that everybody in the whole world. Should have to take a photo of their butthole and put it online. So there's like a directory. Cause that's like the worst thing you could ever have be online. And I think if, every, if we all just put our buttholes on, then how do you get embarrassed? That, 2000, 2006. Mark Zuckerberg invents Facebook,
1: 2019. Rob <laughs> Delaney invents Butthole Book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, love keep, I love keeping Log up with my friends. I love keeping my, up with all of my friends and the latest news and current events on Butthole Book. <laughs> well, the, the problem Republic- is, though, is that is that the next election is going to be stolen by Russian interference
6: in Butthole Book. <laughs>
1: a <laughs> Russian finger. Will,
0: exactly. They'll like lobby against exploring. a searchable database.
6: I, I feel like we are getting there though, because like you know, I feel you know, you know, with lots of feet accounts now coming up online. Um, you know, and the idea that putting your feet pics up online is a very normal thing. Like, I feel like the next one of the next stages will be
3: buttholes, right? This butthole looks exactly like the butthole of someone who used to work for the GRU. No, it doesn't. It's different. Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> no further questions. And in fact, I. And, but that's how they're privatizing it now. They're
1: saying we need to take pressure off doctors. So, inst- so they're doing it as a way to avoid funding it further. So with, with Branson, they were defunding it. With these new GP video services, they're avoiding funding it
5: properly. And then also, I think that re- revolving door that you just described—that the Tories hiring people to play roles in uh, in, in acqu- acquiring services from the private sector that are supposed to augment NHS care—and then those same ministers, those same uh, bureaucrats going and working at those companies—you can see a direct, you know. Uh, a conflict of interest there. And it's all out in the open. And yet, like that, if there's any word to describe this current government, it's just shamelessness.
1: Yeah. And it's,
5: it's shameless stupidity
1: as well. If I have a quote that's really going to drive that, that home from the Financial Times, um, Levy has made no secret of its desire to win further contracts with GP practices around the country. Levy's UK director said that expansion in the UK was, quote, part of the thinking behind bringing Juliet Bauer onto the board. She's been integral to the digital part of our long-term expansion plan.
3: As opposed to the analog part. Like, what was the part that's using all, like, radio waves say, and dials I, I and hate, knobs? I hate it when I show up to my yeah.
5: GP and they find my records on a reel-to-reel tape. <laughs> yeah.
3: But still, really, it's using this, like, a Rolodex of expansion.
4: They're,
1: they're not even saying the, the quiet part quiet anymore. They're just saying the quiet part loud. It's like, yeah, we hired her because she's from the government. And she'd do stuff for us because she was in the government. She's our friend in Whitehall. And, they all have, and the funny thing is... Every single person in the Department of Health and Social Care at this point, from Matt Hancock on down, it's this weird coincidence. They just keep doing this. It's apps all the way down. They just keep. They just keep fucking around and joining the boards of private health companies. It's you know, it's a massive coincidence. I mean, this
5: was this was made kind of concrete for me because without without going into too much detail, my wife was seeking a, a particular kind of of NHS care that uh, has been defunded by the Tories at the local level, and uh, she can either miss a day of work uh, to go sit in a place that does not take appointments. Um, or she can uh, try to make an appointment in one of the other clinics where you can only make an appointment through an app, and the app doesn't work. The app doesn't... Has she thought
2: about not getting it at all and <laughs> just yeah. maybe, you know, suffering? Exactly. It's yeah. so funny, funny how that works. It builds but it,
5: character. But I think the thing that, that blew my mind about it was, uh, she and I told I told them about this before we started the show, was that um, she was waiting one day before she started her current job, and... Uh, they couldn't take appointments and people were having to leave trying to get... They, they, had, they couldn't stay and wait all day. They had to go to their, their work. And the people in the clinic were... I mean, they were trying to be stoic about it. But at one point, a, a woman in the cli- working in the clinic told someone who was complaining, like, look, you, you sit in the pub all day. You can sit here all day. What's the difference? And it's like, yeah, but it's a weekday and this guy has to go to work. And it's like the idea that you just forego care because you can't, because always you, you lose money or you lose your job. It's insane. And to see that, it's just strange because on one hand, I can go to like the hospital I went to to get this ultrasound done and it was an amazing, super great experience. But then you hear this and you're like, wait a minute, this is insane. And this is, this is more like America than not. And that, if, that's, if that's what the future holds, then like I think a lot of people are going to be very, very rudely awakened.
2: Good.
3: Yeah. Those people did get free little bags of Richard Branson peanuts. <laughs> so it was all good. <laughs> that's the thing, like, These people, they can't stop accidentally
1: fucking up. And all I can say is at least we have an opposition who actually wants to oppose it.
5: Well, yeah, the idea that that we're not doing this more gracefully. We're saying, no, Mm -hmm. fucking stop it, reverse it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's, 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 what we need to do, we need to remember Matt Hancock is the only one of these people who isn't doing this because he's evil. He's doing it because he's really stupid. (laughs) Like, he, he because. I mean, I'll show he's you kind this. Kind
0: of like the Olga of Trash Future. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll show you this video after Rob, but he once recorded himself doing amateurish parkour and then just said it's a great way to discover your body.
4: Woo! Yeah. He's, a, he's just
6: like he's just like a mid two thousands guy. You remember like the mid two thousands when like technology was good and apps were great. Yeah, and like I remember then, and like you know, Silicon Roundabout was going to be a thing. Mm. Remember Silicon Roundabout? Uh, um, old um, Matt Hancock's the only the guy who believes is the going to happen and you just need like a bit more time. And he yeah. likes going to Old Street because everything is really edgy there. Just he's just like a guy who's yeah. really naive he, and he loves technology.
1: He loves the ball pit bar. He believes the apps are actually... The other ones don't care if the apps are going to work. They just want to cut. Matt Hancock is such a beautiful, innocent idiot. He believes the apps are going to work. He really believes in what he's doing. And he is the only one of these people that needs to like not be cast out of public life. It's just he needs to be recast in public life as, like, a parliamentary clown or some kind of cap- <laughs> ca- some kind of caperer, because Man. he's a beautiful moron I who should not be in thought, charge like, of a Parliament doll
6: pencil. Needs, Parliament does need its own jester.
3: Right, <laughs> really, like,
6: just generally, the this jester. country would, would be better
5: if <laughs> it had jester. You know how
3: I got these scars? Parkour accidents. It's very <laughs> fun, but it's dangerous. I, I just think
5: it's rude to disrespect somebody who wakes up every morning and says, I, I hope the outcomes are good for my end users today. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, I think that's, that's our, our whirlwind tour through the future of health and education if we do not create a socialist government across the West today. So I'm going to say, Rob, thank you
2: very much for coming in. Such a pleasure. Thank you very much for having us, me yeah. and my baby. <laughs> thank
1: you. <laughs> no, and, and other guests, please take, an, take a lead from this. You have to bring the baby. We're not going to let it slide next time. It's a
5: pro-business, pro-baby podcast. Um, yeah, next.
1: Yeah. Uh, a friend it's of the, a sh- the bus baby, right? <laughs> it is yeah. bus
4: baby.
1: Um, a a good friend of the show, uh, Michael Hudson, Eminem Obama on Twitter has recently experienced a car accident and has to, and his his girlfriend needs some surgeries. He's got a Patreon that we'll link in the description that you should support. He's one of the he's he's one of the funniest posters. He has oh, awesome big stuff. Time. I've
2: loved him for years, and
1: so please support his Patreon. You can get some of the best stuff. I follow him. Rob follows him. Mm-hmm. We all—that's where we get our our.
5: When it, that's where we steal jokes from yeah, all the yeah, time. repurpose repurposes jokes and oh, cast yeah. them as mine.
1: Absolutely. I like. I, I actually workshopped "Star of Staging Screen" uh, with him earlier today, <laughs> as uh, how I was going to introduce you, and nice. it went off really well. So everybody, please get on that Patreon. And if you can't afford the Patreon, please
3: just send him your apps. Please, <laughs> gonna, or it's your almost butthole. as good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I've um, just registered while well, you were talking about that. I've Just registered on Babylon as a GP. So I'm just going <laughs> to go receive some butthole this picks. Play <laughs> shortly <laughs> let's wait for the buttholes to roll in
1: i'm sitting i'm sitting on the i'm sitting on the washing machine i've got a bottle of white wine i'm rolling
2: through buttholes i'm, I'm ready party, baby let's go Mumbo
3: 2019 one of those mom. one of those fbi t-shirts but it stands for female butthole inspector <laughs> <laughs> um
1: secondly we've got we also have our patreon where you can listen to a second episode of this every uh week it's five bucks a month you Other know the babies, model. premium babies yeah premium babies you know the model you love the model and we've got a live show coming up on the 21st of february i said it right this time um you can see us and comedian josie long
6: also might bring her boss baby
1: yeah it's going to be the boss baby brain genius bonanza um and we're going to be at uh the star of kings in
3: king's cross uh tickets and the eventbrite link are on sale there also, the 13th of February. Well, I have a show on the 31st, but it's sold out. Yeah, motherfuckers. Uh, but there's a show on the 13th, which also has Josie Long on. It's smoke. It also has Sam Lake, Catherine Mather, and someone else whose name I have so forgotten. If, if but you're, I'm sure they're very good. If you're long oh, on Josie... Oh, that's yeah. who it is. He's if, very good. If
1: you're long on Josie Long, then February's the month for you. And finally, maybe commodifier Descent with a t-shirt from Little Comrade. I'm sure Edie would love to print a Proud End User on it, perhaps.
0: See and- me on tour, com. if we're plugging.
1: Yeah, we're plugging. We're plugging. We're
2: always plugging on the Butthole Show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do
4: you
2: have any plugs? Uh, uh, I mean, I, well, yeah, watch my show, Catastrophe, on Channel 4, and I'm doing a bunch of shows around london if you want to come see me yeah uh go to my twitter because i never update my website mm-hmm. and uh thank you for having if you go me. to
1: your twitter you won't see any details of shows you'll just see something like took <laughs> a big poop and it's shaped like south america does <laughs> it mean anything i don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. have an
6: update but i do just have one bit of advice which is respect your wife all the time just respect <laughs> always. her and have always wife. respect her wife respect your wife don't call her wives. your end user she's a business partner <laughs> respect that Respect the contract. And
1: finally, listen to our theme song, Jinsang. It's called Here We Go. You can find it on Spotify. It's a great tune. All right. Thanks, everybody, and Bye. good evening. Goodbye.